as we've been discussing, it is great to be spending and trying to provide a fair in New Zealand, but who will pay for it in these post-COVID times? Back in February 2020, Alison Brook from Massey's Knowledge Exchange Hub wrote in a piece for interest.co.nz that while many advanced countries have suffered from falling productivity growth since the GFC, New Zealand's productivity performance has been lacklustre since the mid-1990s. According to the New Zealand Productivity Commission in a recent report, if productivity stays at the current level of growth, then real GDP will be 18%, 1.8% lower in 40 years' time. New Zealand's GDP per capita is 30% below the OECD average and similar to that of Mexico, Greece, Portugal, Israel and Japan, although this was pre-COVID times. Joining me now is Professor of Economics and Innovation at Massey University, Christoph Schumacher. Uh, a very good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Do you have any idea yet what the global impact of COVID will have on productivity? Um, no, we don't really know, know yet, but uh, there is certainly an expectation that um, productivity might slow down. But at the same time, companies ex- actually use this period to tighten up their, their systems and maybe are forced to increase productivity. And so we could expect a, a rise once the economies are sort of back in full swing. You would expect that rise from companies that already have high productivity, not those that have low productivity? Um, the, the tricky part is it often depends on in which industry sectors sure. you're actually working in. There are industries that are sort of right at the end of their sort of productivity cycle and then any increases in productivity are very, very difficult. And that's part of the problem you see on tests, whereas there are industries that are right at the beginning of their productivity growth and then it's much, much easier to, to increase and boost your productivity levels. How does New Zealand go about doing it? Because it seems to have been a nearly 30-year conundrum. It's it's something that has been coming up uh, for years and years and years. I remember listening to Sir Cunningham who, who pointed actually out that New Zealand invests heavily in industries that are right at the end of their, their cycles where productivity is, is very, very hard to increase. For example, the, the primary sector, how much more milk and how much faster can we extract milk from a cow or how quicker can you possibly um, pick apples of a tree? Um, the the point would be to shift more to industry sectors like uh, AI, uh, computers, uh, automation processes that are still in an earlier stage where it is a lot, lot quicker to achieve productivity gains. So it's what we're doing. It's not that we don't work hard. It's the fact that there's limited opportunity to improve productivity within the export markets that we're focused on. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, statistics actually show that Kiwis do work very hard and actually work longer hours than a lot of other people in other OECD countries. So I, it is not a problem of, of Kiwis not working hard or not having the right attitude. It's being in the wrong industries where putting in the same kind of work leads to lower productivity gains because we're further down the track. So if you look... This year, we've had two local tech companies, well, we've had more probably, but two that made the headlines with a Christchurch-based software developer, Sequent, being sold to an American company for $1.4 billion. And then we had the retail software company, Vend, being sold to a Canadian company for 
nearly half a billion dollars. Is that an example of New Zealand businesses being productive and being successful? Uh, absolutely. It, it shows two things. A, there's a lot of ingenuity in New Zealand and New Zealanders can compete in these markets. But there's the other problem is that New Zealand is so small that really if you want to go to that global market, you're often bought out by the bigger players. Um, and then a lot of this technology disappears um, to other countries and we don't reap the full benefits in New Zealand. It's often that we provide very, very good starting points, but the added value happens somewhere else. Right. And that, I think, too, has been a problem, hasn't it? We've, we've had a, um, a hub that's nurtured and helped to create a lot of the high-tech high and digital companies, but then they get to a certain point and they do sell off and New Zealand doesn't yeah. see the profits. Absolutely right. Key issue that given that we are a bit removed and the market is reasonably small, if you want to come in the big markets over there, you need these connections to these markets and often that happens that companies provide this overseas and then buy the product, the technology, the IP and it disappears from New Zealand. How do we keep it here? Mm -hmm. Very challenging question. Um, part of the issue is that often the idea is here but then there's not enough funding to take it to that next big level where you actually have to spend some dollars to attract the right people who know how to take a product that has a proven concept now to the global stage. And it's very difficult in New Zealand to get that kind of funding or to get people to come here to with that kind of expertise to take it to that level without um, being bought out by, by others. So I think the key issue um, is access to capital to take it to, to the big market and enough um, expertise here with people with experience to do so. How much of our low productivity is also due to our congested infrastructure? Uh, of course, we do know that infrastructure is, is crucial. Crucial. We see it in other countries, developed countries, that start to slow down if infrastructure isn't here. And again, it, it goes all back um, to having only a small number of people in New Zealand. So often investment into infrastructure is retrospective. We realize there is a problem, so then we try to fix it rather than yeah. to look ahead because yeah. we simply say, hey, the numbers are not there yet, so there's no point in it. <laughs> doing this, but then once we need it, it's too late and it slows down the whole process. Are we just too small to, to be a you know, leading edge, top of the OECD, productive nation? Should we just see ourselves as kind of the retirement village of the world? Uh, first of all, New Zealand is, is doing well for, for, for its size. There's absolutely an issue. Um, are we too small? Maybe in that area, yes. It, it has advantages in, in other areas. But I do think we could improve by pushing these new technologies because there's countries like so Sweden, Norway that are similar size to, to New Zealand and are doing better than we do. Um, remember telecom companies like Nokia who, who developed in, in Scandinavia and became global market leaders at a time. So it is possible, but I think it needs to change in, in attitude and foresight to look, look ahead and, and take more risks. Kiwis tend to be rather risk averse. We sort of try to improve what we already have and, and we are familiar with rather than venturing out into the unknown and risking that, hey, we might fail a few times, but eventually um, something good will happen. 
Very interesting to talk to you, and I thank you for your time. Christoph Schumacher, who is Professor of Economics and Innovation at Massey University. So we're hardworking, no problem with that. We put in the hours, but we're putting them into the wrong industries. We need to be focused on the digital startups, the techs, and then trying to keep them into our country. And we have been good. I mean, I've, I've been seeing bubbling away under the surface numerous um, innovative tech companies that have been created in this country. But as, as Professor Schumacher has said, they're all being sold off so we don't get to reap the full benefits of them.